fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a Monday, a brand new week, ready to go all over again. You see the light at the end of the tunnel as we move through summertime. Can you believe we are a month away from school starting in many parts of the country? Holy cow, man. They're already talking about mask mandates. They're already talking about vaccines for the COVID-19, the monkeypox, the BA5, all these subvariants. Be very Remember, you got to be very scared of the world. Very scared of everything going on in the world. Welcome into the program. It's great to have you along for the ride today for a Monday broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much checking us out like you do every single day. You're a millennial general reporting for duty. Bottom of the hour, Kenny Zhu. He is the author of the book, An Inconvenient Minority. Also president of the Color Us United organization. He'll be talking about the latest attack on none other than Asian Americans. And no, it's not from Donald Trump and from the Republicans. <laughs> like the Democrats always try to say, no, this is coming from the left where they're saying now that if you don't like to identify your race with college applications, then you are part of the ultra MAGA. You're just you're great part of the crazies, the wackadoodles. And what that actually means. So we'll get into that here in just a little bit. We have a lot to talk about. Again, trying to cram all of it into a one-hour program is a very difficult thing to do, but we'll do the best that we can. Uh, just got off the air, filling in for the great Mark Walters with Armed American Radio. So uh, stations that carry my show also carry his show a lot, and uh, you can check him out. Always great to fill in for him, talking about Second Amendment issues. And boy, are there a lot of those on guns as well. Won't get into too much of those here on this program today, though, because there are some other important, really important things to discuss. Like, let's get into the first one here. What's trending today? I have to admit, I see a lot of stupid headlines throughout my day as I do show prep for this program, trying to find topics to talk about, trying to stay up and up on what's going on in the world. And there are some really, really stupid headlines, some really stupid comments that certain people make, uh, mostly on the other side of the aisle, sometimes on our side. Got to keep them uh, in tip-top shape as well for the most part. But there are a lot of really dumb comments that are made from the other side of the aisle. But this one takes the cake, man. And this is on both sides. Any state that may be doing this, this takes the cake on how dumb our society has gotten, unfortunately, because we've hit a new low, I believe. Here's the headline from Fox News. Stimulus check update. No, no. Not because of COVID-19 stimulus check updates. These states are sending you payments for none other than inflation relief. And no, I'm serious. Inflation relief. We have high inflation up near 9.2% for the month of June. We'll see what it is for the month of July here in a couple of weeks. They say it's going down slightly, but is it really? Because I seem to still find a shortage of food on the gro- on the grocery store aisle. I still seem to find near $4 gallons of gas at the gas pump. Although gas is down at $3.89 and people are like losing their minds here in the state of Kansas where I'm at. So now inflation's so high 
that we're now sending inflation checks to individuals. Let me get this straight. We got to ask the original question. What causes inflation? I mean, I think that's a legitimate question, right? If we're going to figure out how to solve the issue, we need to understand the issue. So let's dive deeper into the understanding of the issue. What causes inflation? Predominantly what causes inflation is having too much money in the system to where the value of the dollar goes down and therefore it takes more money to buy the same thing. There can also be other inflation where there's, you know, the supply demand issue where there's not enough of the supply because of the high demand. So therefore, the price goes up on issues. Obviously, there's different ways. But if you put more money into the system to try and buy the same amount of goods, then you're going to cause inflation. Another example would be a prime one, a grocery store trying to hire on people at minimum wage, but they raise the minimum wage because, well, it's too expensive to live on a minimum wage income. So we raise the minimum wage, which means more people have to spend more money to pay the employees, which means the prices go up for the good because then everybody's going to be paying more, including those that are on the minimum wage. And the vicious hamster wheel of a cycle continues. But one of the major ways that inflation happens is by the government just randomly printing money without having an actual backing on the dollar in any way, shape or form, just printing it off and injecting it into the system. There was a really good show a while ago. I don't know if you remember it called Raising Hope. It was on, I can't remember. I think it was on ABC. And it was funny. It was kind of a, a family that was extremely poor that, uh, you know, like the dad was uh, a landscaper. The son worked for a, like a little bitty grocery store making a minimum wage. And he had a kid at a really young age. He was a single father. And they were trying to just live as the hillbillies or the white trash or whatever they like to portray him as. And it was a hilarious show, Raising Hope. One of the episodes, the grandparents that were really the parents, but they were the heads of the house, they felt like doing a barter system with different businesses between her that was a housekeeping business, him that was a landscaper, and then getting other local businesses to do a barter, which is kind of a cool deal. But they felt it like it was a great idea to just print more money of their barter cash, like Monopoly money, so that way they could buy more stuff and not tell anybody else. Well, soon there was massive amounts of this monopoly money uh, floating around their system that was the barter system for all this stuff. And it cost more of the cash to buy the same item because that's the way the system works. So I'm trying to wrap my head around this concept that states are now sending out checks printed by the government with your taxpayer money to send you a check to give you relief, quote unquote, for the stimulus uh, due to the uh, due to the inflation rates and the inflation relief that we need today because of 9.2 percent inflation. I'm trying to wrap my head around how stupid that actually sounds. Now, there's a deeper, I guess, more malicious intent to this, which is why we need to address this. This was on Fox News just a day ago. You know, I don't know, 15 or 20 percent appreciation of the dollar relative to some of these other currencies. That's a big deal. Now, I talked to our friend Art Laffer about this and he said, well, that's just evidence that we're the you know, tallest midget yes. <laughs> in, the, in the group, you know, that all these other countries are moving in the wrong direction. And we've been moving in the wrong direction. But I do think we're going to see some alleviation of the inflation problem um, over the course of the next six months. That CRB index, the commodities index, is an indication that we are going to see some relief. You know, we've got to. We've got that has to happen. But um, it is also, unfortunately, Larry, a sign of a little bit of a weakening in the economy when you see uh, inflation coming mm -hmm. down because demand is falling. So it's not a pretty picture. You saw what happened with the inc little increase in um, in unemployment benefits mm -hmm. uh, just this week. So 
I think we're going to see inflation come down a little bit. But unfortunately, I think we're going to see unemployment come up and the economy soften because of these Biden policies. All right. So that was Steve Moore with FreedomWorks on the Larry Kudlow show on Fox Business. I want to break, we're going to play this again and we're going to break it down little by little. But there is a more malicious intent to this where, unfortunately, and we've said this many times before, the state governments are in cahoots with the federal government in many aspects. And even if they'd like to be more independent, they're not independent because they accept a lot of federal money for certain things, for environmental regu- regulations, for educational purposes in the Department of Education, down to the local school districts, to Medicare money, to Medicaid money, to the government expansion on health care overall with Obamacare, to a lot of different factors. The state governments are dependent on federal government money. Infrastructure is a prime example. We passed the infrastructure stimulus plan just last year. The Pete Buttigieg, the Department of Transportation, doesn't know how to distribute the money, but that's supposed to go towards projects to make the highways better, to make the bridges better, to make whatever. All through the federal government, which if you listen to this program in any way, shape or form, you know how I so strongly oppose those because all of those things that I literally just mentioned, education, transportation, Medicare, Medicaid, all those, they all, in my opinion, should be down at these statewide levels. The federal government has no constitutional land and platform for them to be regulating that stuff at a centralized level. I understand that's a pipe dream. I know that I'm living in fantasy land when I talk about that because those agencies are so vastly big, they will never go away until they collapse upon their own weight, which they will at some point. Or they'll just raise taxes on everybody. Who knows which one's going to happen first? But uh, they're <laughs> right now, I understand that's a pipe dream. But with the state government so intertwined economically with the federal government, this is the plan. They realize that somehow the value of the dollar took an uptick slightly on the global scale with with imports and exports and how the value of the dollar compares to other nations. So what do they do is that they try to lower that dollar value again. And how do they lower that value dollar uh, value of the dollar? They print off massive amounts of money and give it to the states so the states can give stimulus paychecks through the quote-unquote taxpayer money to give you inflation relief. That's literally the reason that we have such high inflation right now with the trillions upon trillions of dollars on stimulus payments and checks that we sent out just last year and over the last couple of years due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Andy... The value of the dollar did an uptick, which I think is debatable, and we can discuss that at a later time as well. But why would they want to print off more money to do more stimulus paychecks to try and lower the value of the dollar again? Well, that's the fun question on the global market, because when the value of the dollar goes up, that means our products that we export to other nations is more expensive. And when our products are more expensive for countries to spend more money to buy the product, then they get angry and they start doing their trading elsewhere. And with these spineless hacks that run the Democrat Party and the federal government right now, they're not very good at negotiating. Remember Donald Trump priding himself on negotiating? We can negotiate with different deals. We can negotiate with different countries. We can negotiate different legislation. We need to actually have a spine. We need to have some huevos. And we need to actually debate and actually uh, sell with like, you know, salespeople or good PR teams or something to negotiate proper deals because we get the raw end of the deal on all of our imports and export deals under Obama and under Biden and even under George W. Bush. And it goes on and on and on. Donald Trump came in and really tried to clean up some of those trade deals. The Biden administration got rid of all those. 
meaning they're scared. So when a country comes back and says, hey, your dollar is way too strong right now. We can't afford the products that you're sending us because the value of the dollar went up. Therefore, it's more expensive to buy these things. You need to lower the value of the dollar. That quote unquote quantitative easing. That's how the government loves to function is by being in debt and watering down our value. Watering down our worth so that way other countries can actually purchase our products. Instead of doing what we need to do is raising the value, being aware of our self-value. I sound like a salesperson now. I'm not even in sales. But if you have a team or a company where you have salespeople, you don't go out and say, hey, you know what? Do whatever it takes to get the deal because I'm scared of losing the deal. So even if you cut your rates in half just to get the deal, go ahead and do it. No, you walk in and you say, you know what, if you can't afford us, you know, we're high quality, we know our value, we know our worth, and we're going to charge you X amount of money. And if you don't like it, then we'll go somewhere else. And you know what, you can go somewhere else and get it, but it's not going to be as high quality because we know our product. I'm talking about it from, you know, a radio industry because I'm in the radio business. If, if you go and try and sell cars, if you try and sell whatever, you know your value and there's a level that you shouldn't lower yourself to because you know that you're just giving the you're giving the cow away while you're selling the milk. And it drives me nuts when people do that. But guess what? That's what the Biden administration has done to this nation and how the federal government has learned to operate overall is, you know what? We need these exports. They won't buy it if it hits a certain threshold of our value of a dollar. Therefore, we're going to cause inflation to lower the value by printing off money. And we'll just inject it into our system to lower that dollar again because we don't want to lose the amount of exports. Exports have been down a little bit over week, uh, the last couple of weeks and over the last month. We don't want that to happen anymore. We need that money coming in from our exports. So let's lower value the dollar by giving you stimulus payments for inflation because that makes all the sense in the world. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to the Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at Opslens to bring the Voice of Reason live every day on their website at opslens.com, on the Opslens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the Opslens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we try to promote here on this program. Welcome back in 24 minutes past the hour. So we just laid out the entire case, at least in my opinion, on why they're doing what they're doing, which makes no sense. And everybody that would be a rational, half-thinking individual would say, well, you know what? There's a lot of inflation right now. Maybe printing off more money and giving you a random check from the government is not going to solve that because that's really what put us in the position that we're in right now. Now, they still deny that there's actually a recession going on, although they are saying for the first time in our generation, we're seeing a bearish market, which means we're on the brink of a recession, possibly a depression down the road as well, depending on how bad we continue to allow things to be. But with the explanation that I just laid out with the fact that we're giving these stimulus paychecks to try and lower the value of the dollar, print more money, this whole idea of quantitative easing because the really smart, stupid people in college thought it was a great idea. You know, we have to live in debt. We can't live outside of debt. We have to live within debt, which means we have to print money. We have to be at a, a, at a certain debt in this nation, so that way we can function properly. Those are the geniuses that are the morons running our country right now, uh, which is the way that the public sector essentially runs. Lower the value of the dollar, make it affordable for other countries to be able to afford to purchase our products. And when they start balking, instead of negotiating with them or having good salespeople on the team to actually make the sales still and saying, wow, you're buying the best of the best here because we are the U.S. of A. and we have the great product and we're going to send you some great stuff. Instead of that, we're just, oh, sorry, don't worry. We'll lower the value of the dollar by printing more money and just handing out stimulus paychecks that don't do anything for the American people. That should be a major red flag for us in that scenario, realizing that you and I, we mean nothing. And I mean nothing to the federal government when they start coming out and saying that they want to do all these social programs for you. It's not about you. It's about them and the deals that they have in D.C. to make sure that they have enough income and tax revenue coming into the state, meaning the federal government, to the state based on tariffs or based on taxes. They want the economy to grow but they don't want it to grow too much. They want the economy to do well. They don't want you to well do well too much because you're just the pawn. You're just the ones that have to go along with their decision making. So if our exports are doing badly, that's their priority. Let's adjust the economy and do what we have to do to lower that price again. You guys as the consumers and the American people just have to go along with whatever decisions that we make here. You look at the, you know, I don't know, 15 or 20 percent appreciation of the dollar relative to some of these other currencies. That's a big deal. Now, I talked to our friend Art Laffer about this and he said, well, that's just a evidence that we're the you know, tallest midget yes. <laughs> in, the, in the group, you know, that all these other countries are moving in the wrong direction. And we've been moving in the wrong direction, but I do think we're going to see some alleviation of the inflation problem um, over the course of the next six months. That CRB index, the commodities index, is an indication that we are going to see some relief. You know, we've got to. We've got that has to happen. But um, it is also, unfortunately, Larry, a sign 
of a little bit of a weakening in the economy when you see uh, inflation coming mm -hmm. down because demand is falling. So it's not. Okay. Isn't that the whole point? That was the whole point of the federal government, wasn't it? That demand is falling. Why? Because you raised interest rates. And to them, that's their only way they know how to battle inflation is not by taking money out of the market to make things actually more valuable to raise the value of the dollar. No, it's to raise inf uh, interest rates so that way less people are affording buying new cars or buying new homes or taking out loans or business loans or credit cards or any of that because the interest rates are way higher. So therefore, you limit the amount of the market or the demand in the supply-demand market there. You limit the demand by outpricing people out of the market so that way the market can replenish the supply and therefore the interest rates will go down. That's their hope. So with them saying that interest rates are going to go up and that the demand is actually shortening, that was the purpose. And yes, we will see a slight decrease in inflation because of that but it's not going to solve the issue the issue is government spending and while joe biden and the democrats may deny it may ignore it may put on their blinders and say no that's not the case that is the only way that we get inflation down is to stop spending flipping money Kenny Zhu, he'll be right around the corner here talking about some identity politics from the left because they're really good at that one too we'll do that right around the corner here on the voice of reason stay here the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you are. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations all over the country. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Kicking off your week. I'd say we're kicking it. I, I know we went a little deep into the weeds there for the economic issues, but I think it's important for us to be aware of how you're being used as just the pun. It's not about making things easy for you. It's not about making things convenient for you. It's not about actually focusing on, you know, a supply-demand chain that the free market, private sector, laissez-faire economic uh, system is supposed to be done. No, no, it's based on how much money the government can bring in, and you guys are just the pawn. So if they need to lower the value of the dollar, they're going to find a way to lower the value of the dollar and then try and play it off that it's doing it for you. And you can see how much of a boop that actually is. Welcome back in. All right, we got a lot to get to. Let's shift gears a little bit here. And to the other great, uh, there are two things that Democrats are really good at, and that is playing with the numbers economically, and then identity politics. And that's where we're going now. 
What's trending today? So this is the latest from Karine Jean-Pierre. She talked about the latest decision. The Supreme Court is now hearing a case that they'll make a decision on, I believe, in October regarding uh, the racial quotas of college admissions. <laughs> I know. Imagine that. Now, right now, for those that don't know, we have this affirmative action to where colleges look at the applicants that are coming into a university and saying, all right, we have to have a percentage of black individuals or Hispanic individuals or Asian individuals or Native American individuals or white individuals. The whites will be kind of left over with whatever's fill. We'll just kind of fill them up with that. <laughs> it's kind of how these things work. This uh, This affirmative action, which is absurd. In my opinion, absolutely absurd. It should be based on your qualifications of, you know, do you know your stuff from high school? Do you have the GPA to qualify? And then, you know, congratulations, welcome into the university. But they don't play these games anymore. They don't do, I guess they play more games by uh, just corrupting the system. So this is one case that's being heard by the U.S. Supreme Court now. And Karine Jean-Pierre, the new communications director for the White House, said this regarding that potential decision coming from the Supreme Court. Procedures. So, April, the president has been very clear about these extreme decisions that the Supreme Court has been making, uh, not just on Roe, but EPA uh, and other decisions that have come down most recently. Uh, this is another one that you're talking about in, in October. Uh, look, the president has been also clear is that we have to take action. Uh, we that um, you know Americans have to make sure that they take their voices to the ballot box. Uh, that is the way that we are going to be able to uh, to fight back uh, in a way that's uh, effective, uh, in a way that's going to make a difference. We have Republicans who are doing extremes. The president calls them ultra MAGA. They are part of the ultra MAGA wing, who are trying to take away the rights of, of the American people. Wow. There you have it. I did not realize that affirmative action and that selectively choosing individuals based on their race, which, by the way, I thought was the definition of racism, but apparently it's not. Apparently that's just human rights that they have in the nation. Talk about some more of this and more I'm excited to have on the program for the first time on the show. He's the author of the book, An Inconvenient Minority, The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Mediocracy. He's also the president of Color Us United. Excited to have on the program Kenny Zhu with us here. Kenny, how are you, my friend? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. That is insane. So if we try and get rid of affirmative action and just say, hey, let's base qualifications based on, I don't know, education and qualification, then apparently that's getting rid of human rights. And that is crazy ultra MAGA. I mean, Kenny, apparently the vast majority of the country is ultra ultra MAGA then, right? Yeah. First of all, did you hear how she spoke? It was stumbling <laughs> all around and she basically said nothing. In yeah. her in her words, she didn't talk about the case at all. She didn't. The question was a direct question about the affirmative action case where these group of Asians are suing Harvard University for discrimination against them in the name of diversity, which is illegal. It is illegal to discriminate on the basis of race, even in something like college admissions. And we're taking this to the Supreme Court, and hopefully, we can win it. Um, but this spokeswoman for Joe Biden has absolutely nothing to say on it except to label some of these people who are advocating for their equal rights as ultra MAGA. Uh, that is not something I have seen used on Asian American parents or kids before. But I guess if that's the moniker we have to adopt to get what we to get the principle of equal rights done, then I guess that's what we have to do. 
It is unbelievable they have to just lump it into the extremist by this because you're absolutely right. By judging someone on their race in order to see whether they qualify or not, that would be racism. I saw a report from just a couple of weeks ago about the census and showing the median income uh, average for average Americans uh, from the last census, but they bra- they broke it down based on the identity politics and the race of individuals. And Asians were up there as some of the largest medium income earners uh, compared to individuals like whites, which why we focus on this crap, I don't know, but they apparently did. But now they're saying, okay, great, you know, Asians, they have uh, they have a good amount of money coming in as an average medium across the nation. They're relatively smart and they're qualifying. We're not going to allow you into college I would assume that that's kind of restricting the ability for Asian Americans to be able to get a good opportunity and get a career, isn't it? Yeah, look, Asian Americans are the inconvenient minority to the left's racial identity politics game because they love to play off of the narrative that minorities are oppressed, right? Oh, you're oppressed because you're a minority. This must be such a racist country. Well, it's a pretty bad racist country because Asian Americans are the highest earning ethnic group in, in America. They're higher than even whites. They're higher in bachelor's degree attainment, higher in all of those categories. And by the way, it's not because they're racially superior. It's just because so many of them can commit to cultures of excellence in education, including studying twice as many hours a week, having strong two-parent family structures, lower rates of crime and drug use. That's the reason. And so they're a complete inconvenience to the left's narrative. They're the inconvenient minority, the name of my book. Uh, that your status in society is dependent upon race. It's not. It's dependent upon your hard work and your cultural values. It really is. Now, is that why you think Asian Americans do so well in the country with having those opportunities with some of the, the cultural, the strictness and in, in, in how they learn and how they, how they move? I mean, is that why they succeed so well in the country? I think it's definitely one, one reason that, that that definitely contributes to it. I mean, Look, take a look at the average uh, study ha- study hours of an, the average Asian American. The average Asian American studies 13 hours a week at the, the child. The average white person studies eight. The average black person studies five. Um, and if you don't think that there's any correlation between study hours and the outcomes produced in terms of educational and productive attainment, then you must be crazy because otherwise, why work hard? Yeah. Um, we're see the thing is with Harvard's discrimination is that they are attacking people who choose to be excellent. They are attacking cultures who choose to study hard. They call it privilege, and they want to create a society where instead of being judged on your hard work, you're judged on your what skin color you are, uh, which is, to, to me, a terrible society. That's an identity politics society. That means you can't control your outcome at all. That means from birth, you are given certain privileged or oppressed categories, which is terrible, in my opinion. Um, it's something we have to fight back against. Yeah, I'm into that. We're talking with Kenny Zhu, author of the book An Inconvenient Minority, The Attacks on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Mediocracy. Let's talk about that mediocrity for just a moment. And you just touched on it there is by uh, by punishing those who do excel and who do put in the work and the effort. Are we seeing this nation transition from the hard work, which we get the cycle, the you know the, the weak men create hard times, the hard times create hard men, the hard men create good times, the good times create soft men, and the vicious cycle continues here. Are we at that stage right now where we value the mediocrity and the victimized status right now over the hard work and the actual ethics? Yeah, by the way, the subtitle of my book is The Fight for Meritocracy, not The Fight for Mediocrity. Oh, you're right, meritocracy, you're right. <laughs> I, yeah. I do not... I do not support the fight for mediocrity. <laughs> Meritocracy, but you are right. I'm sorry. No worries. Uh, the, the, 
our culture is becoming too supportive and indulgent of people who play the victimhood game. Yeah. That that's the way that I would support it. And the motivation, you'll see this in the book, an inconvenient minority. You see these college students these days on their essays, white kids are marking Latino, you know, just so they could get extra points. Everybody knows how to play the game now. It's not it's it's these it's it's obvious. Because when you see the kid that's not very smart get in and he happens to have a certain skin color, and you see that over and over again, you start to pick up on that. Um, and now people, are, now people are coming up with all new victimized and oppressed categories, like LGBTQ. Now if you're straight, you're a privileged category, so the only way white people can, uh, uh, can, can gain an advantage in this fellowship process is by calling themselves LGBTQ. And so you have this this, this economy, sort of a victimhood, where people are encouraged to pursue ever more victimized categories for ever more affirmation and status with these colleges and universities, and it's corroding our culture of hard work. Well, I would expand it beyond just education as well. I mean, we have a congresswoman here in Kansas, where I'm based out of, to where she checked all the boxes for the Democrats. She's Native American and came off a of tribal uh, tribal land. She is a uh, she's part of the LGBTQ community, and she's a boxer, so she's the more masculine type of female. And the Democrats absolutely gushed over her because she is the epitome. It seems like the more boxes that you check in the identity politics, then the better you are for the progressive side. Right, exactly, and that it shouldn't be that way at all. We shouldn't be care, you know. You shouldn't care about whether somebody is a woman or whether somebody is X racial minority or Y racial minority. Right? You should be. You should care about if somebody's a good fit for the job, if somebody has the requisite skills. You know, I always get, I usually give this example about doctors. Okay, yeah, there's that, there's the stereotype of the arrogant, you know, middle-aged doctor operating on you. But who would you rather want? The arrogant middle-aged, you know, doctor operating on you who knows his stuff and is arrogant about it, or the really nice, soft doctor of a certain, of a certain minority race who was who got in because of affirmative action exactly exactly uh, kenny we got we got to take a hard break here can you stick <laughs> over one more segment with us yeah yeah awesome i appreciate it. it's kenny zoo go check him out also the website you can check out his uh, website colorusunited.org colorusunited.org we'll talk about some of that when we come back can we get rid of the crazy racist identity politics from the other side of the aisle we'll do that when we come back here on the voice of reason stay here the voice of reason with andy hoosier Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I mean, we do what we can. Reason, common sense, rationale. Welcome back into the program. Wrapping up today for a Monday. Just a few minutes left here. Talking about the identity politics. Fighting racism with racism, apparently, which is what Democrats love to do. At what point will it all stop? Will the madness end? And can we just live in peace and harmony, man? The conservative movement has now turned into the hippie movement of the 60s and 70s. Fighting for just common sense and love and just let's just all get along that's what we're all about here on the line with us here we're still rocking it with kenny Zhu. he's the author of the book an inconvenient minority an attack on asian american excellence and its fight for meritocracy if i can learn to read because apparently i need to go back to college myself see i was not allowed to go because of my low test scores not because of any affirmative action and some way also he's president of color us united kenny talk about color us united uh, on your website i mean the headline is advocating for a race-blind America, can we get to that point? I mean, we have individuals and some of the uh, some great actors and big voices out there, like Morgan Freeman, that says, you know what, how you fight and end racism is you don't talk about it. We don't need a Black History Month. We don't need an Asian History Month or whatever celebrations there are. We don't need to remember. Uh, I mean, we need to remember them, but we don't need to talk about just because I'm a certain skin color, therefore, I assume that I vote this way or I think this way or I practice this way. Can we just get back to the basics of you're a human being and do you treat other people nicely or not? That That's the ideal that we advocate for at Colorist United. Look, we believe the racism narrative in America has gone way too far. Um, it is pitting people against each other. There is an entire industry that is propping up division when re- in reality – the vast, vast majority of Americans just want to get along. Yeah. They just want to get along. Here, what race you are? They don't care if you're black, white, Asian. You know, we're happy to be your neighbor. You know, are you a good person? Do you have a good family? Do you have good values? You know, that's that's what people care about. Um, you know, this this racism narrative that is 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 an entire industry um, that feeds into the Democratic Party that feeds into our public school system, that is now feeding into woke corporations across America who are mandating policies. and It is corroding or it is creating more resentment, yeah. creating more resentment, which can only lead to more prejudice. So we believe that the true ideal is a colorblind society, and you can join us in fighting institutional guerrilla warfare at colorusunited.org. 
I love it. ColorsUnited.org. Uh, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, what do we do and what do we have to do to win this? Obviously, like you said, I mean, the average American, the every Joe, everyday Joe Schmo, they don't care about race. It's not about that. It's not the identity politics they care about because most communities have a blending of the vast majority of different races or colors or religions or whatever else, and they get along just fine. It's the media, it's the leaders, it's the national talking heads that we hear all the time that continue to divide us. What do we do to put them in their place? Is it just turning off the TV? Is it fighting against them? How do we end this crap? You need to share your story. Share your story about how wokeism is corroding whatever part of society that you live in. Go to our colorrestunited.org. Uh, go to our Labor Day Listen Down initiative where you can let, where you, when you share your story, and it can be anonymous, by the way, about what your woke employer is doing to promote division or your woke school system is doing to promote division, we will package that story and engage at the CEOs and tell them to listen down to their employees. Stop listening to diversity and HR consultants. Listen to their employees. Ooh, I like that. Listen down, Labor Day, listen down. You go to colorrushunited.org and check that out. Also check out the book, A Must Read, and it just breaks down all this so beautifully and so perfectly. An inconvenient minority. Kenny, it's great to talk to you, my friend. I am so glad that you came on. Keep up the fight. Let's get you back on here again real soon. Absolutely. Talk soon. Hey, absolutely. Appreciate that very much. Here it goes again. An inconvenient minority. Go and check out that on Amazon and other places as well. Also, colorusunited.org. Kenny Zhu, we appreciate his time. That's what it's about, fighting this. Uh, you know, they always try to say that we are helpless without the government, which is why they're trying to create so many government programs. And unfortunately, so many people buy into this is that we cannot function without the government program on our side doing it for us. Guess what? That narrative is crumbling. The weight of their own dog stuff in the front yard is crumbling before their eyes, which is why we're seeing what they're seeing. They're seeing their agenda fail. They're seeing the courts actually begin to stand up. We're seeing minority individuals, whether it's Asians, whether it's the Hispanics, whether it's the black community, all standing up and turning their uh, turning away from the Democrat Party, turning away from their agenda, turning away from the hatred and the anger. We want to get together and just live our lives and do our things, and they don't know how to respond to that. So keep your head up because we're winning. I think that's a good note to go off on today. What do you think? Podcast up in just a little bit. We're back at it again tomorrow. An entire laundry list of great stuff to get to this week. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.